from the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School. This is Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn, the Patty and J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing, and I'm joined by my co-host, Professor Americus Reed, the Whitney M. Young Jr. Professor of Marketing and the Brand Identity Theorist. Hello, Americus. Hey, Barbara. How are you doing today? I'm good. I've been seeing you all over social media (laughs) with all sorts of different activities. What have you been up to? Uh, Just, you know, I'm finishing up classes right now, but uh, just sort of surveying the landscape and uh, the conversations that are going on right now. I just did a panel discussion about the purpose of purpose in all of this. This is a hot topic right now and companies really weighing in on all kinds of political views that have nothing to do with their business model. So a lot of conversations are going on right now about this stuff, Barbara. Yeah, pretty interesting. Well, today we're going to play hit and miss with our guest, Daphne Howland, who's the senior reporter for Retail Dive. And she absolutely knows everything retail, but she also (laughs) is an expert on marketing relating stuff. So I'm going to give her my hit or miss, which is really more of a marketing story. Um, And then we can hear what her hit or miss is. Um, So we want to dive right into that. Let's go with our hit and miss stories. Let's do it. Um, This week or early last week, late last week, I'm not sure exactly what it was, um, Coca-Cola announced that they were going to start an advertising campaign for their surprise hit over the summer. I don't know if it was a surprise hit, but (laughs) AHA Sparkling Water. Oh, So if you know that brand, AHA, it disrupted the sparkling water category in its first year on the shelves. Okay. And it broke through the clutter of a crowded and competitive category and had really live flavor combinations. And but it's supposedly sparkling water. And they're coming out with this new campaign, a 360 degree market campaign called can i get an aha and it's this clever thing with uh, actors and comedians laura and lapkus and colton dunn mm-hmm. um and it's got bright creatives and all this eye-catching things and reaction worthy portfolio of flavors really strange flavors mm-hmm. but what i was curious i mean i'm pretty sure if coca-cola is doing a a great big branding campaign. We're figuring it's going to be a hit. If somebody knows branding and advertising, it's got to be Coke. But what I was interested in what you guys are (laughs) thinking about is how the beverage um, category, I actually want you to teach me about this if you happen to know, how Mm -hmm. the beverage category is changing. So like, aha, is called the sparkling water, but it's got (laughs) flavors and it's got sweetener. How's that different than soda? And (laughs) when I look at I go into my local Wawa or 7-Eleven. I'm trying to find all my old flavors. And I Mm -hmm. see there in America's, I don't know if you drink these like pow and extol and all these like (laughs) all these Mm -hmm. new beverages. So I'm trying to figure out what's going on in the beverage category. Do you have any anecdotal experience with this? It's, I mean, it's a great question, Barbara. I, I, I'm going to need some help from Daphne on this because I am so over. I mean, we talk about this, right? Being overwhelmed by choice. And to be perfectly honest, I'm, I don't know where the lines get drawn. It's kind of like in the mobile device world where a phone and a tablet became a phablet and then it's, everything's like merging into one thing. I have no idea what this stuff is. But I will say this. I am a big fan of sparkling water. So I'm in the market to try to you know, uh, be introduced to new brands. I did not know about the AHA brand and it's getting traction in the marketplace. But I know it's a pretty crowded space, right, Barbara? So 
you know, trying to stand out is very difficult. But for me, I guess there's a difference between sparkling water and then there's like sparkling water with like a hint of flavor, but it's kind of like sparkling water. It just is not, you know, it's not perfect water. And then there's like sweetened spark. I mean, help me understand this because I'm, I'm unbelievably confused here. Yeah, actually, I'm not sure if AHA has sweetener. It may not. It may just have very strong flavors. But it, but all of these things, whether they're sweetened or not, or strong flavors or less flavors, they're all called sparkling water now because mm-hmm. apparently soft drinks or soda are out. Oh, that's and interesting. They, they're mm-hmm. also functional. They have like all sorts of vitamins or Got caffeine it. in them. Got and it. that's part of a bigger trend. Daphne, are you familiar with any of this? I don't follow the beverage industry that closely, but I did just come across this this phenomenon when I was covering apparel. Um, and uh, there's a bunch of analysts from a couple different firms who are saying that fast fashion is possibly in trouble because people are slowing down and valuing things that fast fashion doesn't stand for. And one of the analysts used the decline of consumption of sugary drinks as an example of how quickly once the public perceives something as bad for you or bad in some way that it Mm -hmm. can really drop off. So Mm -hmm. this to me seems like the old-fashioned soda companies trying to find those alternatives yeah. to fill that, you know, yeah. drop off in demand. It's interesting. Yeah. What? Yeah. I was just going to say, Barbara, when I, I do a little, the brand example in my class where I put up the Coke logo and I ask them what this stands for. And more and more over the years, students come back with, you know, something about unhealthy, sugary, you know, all of these things that are part. So that, this may be the point, Barbara, maybe that we're going to create a new category that may not be that much different from a soda, but we're going to position it in people's minds to be this healthy alternative. And we're going to kind of, you know, use that as a platform to sort of, you know, start creating marketplace traction with these kinds of products. What are your thoughts? Yeah, let, let me be clear. I think AHA doesn't have a sweetener. I think it isn't. But listen to these flavors it has. Raspberry plus acai and mango plus black tea, um, wow. lime and watermelon, strawberry and cucumber. I mean, we're talking about wow. completely different flavors. Yeah. Uh, and they'll have like 30 milligrams of caffeine in it and all this other kind of stuff. So it's like transforming what people are drinking. And I guess it's to Daphne's point, tastes and trends are really changing. And yeah. we're seeing yeah. the mega brands, the legacy brands really try to get traction. And what's interesting about it is it's called AHA and the campaign is a branding campaign to really pound in the brand name. So it's like jokes and stuff around the brand name. About Got AHA. It. So Got it's it. not called Coca-Cola. You know, I see. It's not oh, interesting. That yeah. kind of beverage. It's really yeah. going with a brand new name, a brand new packaging. And uh-huh. I guess, Daphne, that's like what you're seeing in the apparel. Also, that was your point, I guess. Yeah, and it wasn't actually my point. It was analysts comparing it. And I, and you guys would probably know this. I guess, you know, something that is a sure bet for eons can suddenly be the uncool thing. It kind of yeah. reminds me a thousand years ago when 7up had that uncola ad campaign. Yes. But maybe America wasn't really quite ready for that concept. Interesting. Right? Interesting. Like 7up, I haven't seen 7up in eons like i yeah. don't even see it on the shelf then. i'm sure it's still around I'm sorry seven up i don't mean to <laughs> <laughs> right 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 but i right. don't think it's the you know the, the cases are 
filled with these kind of crazy name stuff and uh-huh. all sorts of different flavors. And it's just really interesting to see such a traditional category like that yeah. do such an about face and mm-hmm. transform. So, so is I, so is AHA a hit or a miss in your view, Barbara? That's exactly what I was going to ask <laughs> you, Americas. I'm going to say it's a hit. Mm-hmm. But um, I know it's been doing really well on the shelves. It's interesting flavors. And if Daphne's saying it's an example of a legacy brand, not being mm. afraid to pivot, mm-hmm. like heavy duty pivot. What do you think? Yeah, I, I'm going to I'm going to go in line with that as well, Barbara. I think, I, first of all, you never want to bet against Coke <laughs> because, you know, they're they're a venerable institution. And like you said earlier on in the segment, Barbara, they really know the marketing piece very well. Right. So if they're able to get us to to see polar bears and, and happiness in a bottle. You know, I'm pretty sure that they I'm pretty sure that they know what they're doing here. I am just fascinated by the, the you know, the trends that are changing with respect to uh, all of these sort of interesting sort of new new ways to stand out. Right. Flavor is one. Packaging is another. All of these things. And the fact that they're not going to lean in too heavy on the Coca-Cola brand, it's there and people will have some sort of loose association, I guess. But, you know, looking that at this as a, as a category to jump in on, I think it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Okay, so that's my hit, I guess, of the week. How about you, Daphne? You have, did you have one? Well, I have sort of a big one, and it's uh, and a little one, and it, they're kind of related. The the little one that I that just impressed me this morning was the news that J. Crew is hiring Brendan Babenzine, who was at Supreme. To me, that's just a stroke of genius for this struggling brand that, you know, I don't know that Gen Z thinks about J. Crew. Mm. Um, and kind of related to the good news from April that we found out last week, which is that apparel sales were up year over year like 670%. Yes, but you do so, have to be careful about that, right? <laughs> Yeah, it was up not as much since 2019, but it's up, which means people are buying something. And if J. Crew is going to have a chance, um, I think they needed to do something like like hire someone with with some real style credential behind him. Mm. You know, and then there's the question, is that too much of a reach? I mean, J. Crew, it used to definitely be a trendy brand, but it's very preppy. Mm. Um, I don't right. think of it as fashion forward in that sense, not in a negative way, but just in a very classic preppy way. Mm-hmm. And I think of Supreme is more street fashion, more really very, very trendy. And sometimes you wonder, hmm, how's that going to work? Did you think about that? I think it's a sign of just how streetwear has permeated fashion. There's just no getting away from it at this point. Um, It reminds me a little bit of the tie-up that Gap had for like a minute with Telfar Clemens. Before they inked their deal with Kanye West, they sort of ditched Telfar. Um, I really liked that Telfar Clemens tie up they I think they decided to go splashier that feels desperate to me but mm-hmm. but yeah. for, to bring someone on like Telfar Clemens or or Brendan Babenzine um it, they're at least saying we're we're ready to right. pivot we're ready for that aha change uh-huh. 
But, you know, it gets to the bigger issue of what people are going to buy now that they're venturing out of their house, which it seems every single day people are getting closer and closer to normal or it's starting to feel that way. And we've been wearing athleisure now and sweat clothes for however long. And we're ready. Like I went to dinner with somebody and I was thinking, oh, my God, what am I going to wear? And I do want to wear something new. So that should you know, that's what you're seeing in the stores. People are going out to buy some new apparel, but what to wear? You know, like, what to style? <laughs> this is true. You know? This is true. This is true. And I think the other interesting point is just, you know, I've been watching, I, you know, as the um, pandemic loosens, it, it's almost like a, a, a zero one. And so the CDC came out recently and said, okay, if you're vaccinated, you know, you can kind of go around other people and do stuff again. And I've noticed like everyone is like basically the masks are off and everyone is just like diving back into this. So I'm in the same boat, Barbara, with respect to, you know, it's kind of going through my, my wardrobe. Like what, 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 what do I even have anymore? That's not, you know, sweatpants <laughs> and like, you know, that kind of a thing. So I think, you know, it will be interesting to think about what is that, that, I mean, is athleisure going to be kind of the, the, the norm? Is that what's going to be set here? Is like, that's just going to be the style that you always have because you need to be able to just either be in zoom or either be sort of out, you know, at the same time, you aren't going to have that, that, you know, that sort of dichotomy that, that we used to have before. I mean, is that, is that the idea? Oh, I mean, yeah, I think, I think, I think, I don't know that we've answered the question. Do people want to get dressed for fun? Is it still a way of expressing yourself? I think streetwear has proven that it is. Um, and now to the extent that a, a, a brand like J crew latches onto that, you know, is streetwear something that you can wear to church or synagogue or, you know, <laughs> weddings, yeah. office, I think, you know, if there's a version of it that you can wear anywhere, you mm-hmm. can probably, you know. That's interesting. I mean, yeah. I, I think you know, not not to throw men under the under the bus, but you know, we, we're so we're so we're men. And sorry, men, all men out there, men listeners, we're we're so primitive. <laughs> so, like, if if you could give us like pajamas and the work suit and the dinner thing, and and basically have it be the same outfit barbara we would totally you know it's it's kind of like when we get the you know four in one we get the we get the the, the shampoo the body wash the, the whole thing we and do all you have it. just you have just articulated lulu's strategy and uh-huh. why wall street's been so happy with a lot of lulu's clothes at least for casual friday that yeah. you can go right from the office to the gym uh, yeah i think people want this right i think this is kind of where i mean you tell me I, i'm not you know, good with the trends here, but I'm getting a sense like from people I talk to and like people I'm around, like this is a thing now. It's like we got really comfortable and we liked it. And we felt like with this ability to be able to sort of be ourselves in our environment, we had a lot of positive things to it. So why can't I just take that kind of mantra and just basically put that out there and when I'm out there in the real world but, again? But I think that people, at least younger people anyway, and people who didn't gain COVID-15 um, <laughs> are like hankering for something trendy, fun to wear just to mm-hmm. show. Because, you know, I got double vaxxed. And Daphne, are you double vaxxed? Yes, I am double vaxxed. Yes, it is really life changing. I pumped gas today without a mask on. That's funny. I'm not ready to go into stores and stuff. I, I like the mask. Okay. And I, I think I, there's situations I think I might keep it forever. 
Yeah, but here's my point about it. So I'm double vaxxed. I've been double vaxxed for a little while. I love that term. This is the first time I'm hearing this. I, 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 I had to register it up. first. I don't know. But double vaxxed. I'm double vaxxed. She didn't, Daphne didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but at any rate, um, and I want to feel that I'm out of COVID land. Uh, uh, you know, and if I'm still wearing the same clothes that I've been wearing, then I don't feel like I'm at a COVID land yet. Uh, so I have a bit no. of a, I, but I do like to be comfortable. So I'm not saying that will go away, but I am willing to sacrifice something to uh -huh. feel like life is back and something's different and I'm not stuck in my house for another year and a half. Mm -hmm. So I want to see that. And my clothes are one way to signal that both mm -hmm. the others and to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But Daphne, you got now you've got a you said that was your little story. Tell us what your larger story is. The larger one was really the the rebound in um, you know retail sales that was announced for April. And when we looked at it, um, retail dive crunches numbers. We use the government's numbers, but we crunch them for just certain sectors because we don't cover auto and restaurants and food and stuff. Um, so we saw April sales from last year go up 37% for our group, but 22% from 2019. So it's, that tells me that it's really true that, that people are spending. I think people are still, they still have money in their pockets from the, you know, pandemic relief and stuff. So we have a few months maybe to find out what's really happening you know on the ground for real but and that that apparel number people are are buying something and i uh, i think it might be something besides sweatpants i don't know yeah maybe i'm barbara khan i'm along with my co-host americus reed this is marketing matters and today we're joined by daphne howland who's a senior reporter for retail dive and she just got through telling us the numbers for april are looking really good for retail and so the question is, what are they buying? Um, and how is shopping changing? How lasting is that beat? Is it that they went up to buy something new or is this a new trend? I think uh, in the coming days, Macy's is going to report. So it's very interesting to see what's going to happen to the, the biggest department store in the U.S. Mm -hmm. um, so Daphne, you want to make some more comments about that? I have to say, so we, uh, we purposely looked at 2019 because last year was so strange and all the sectors that we looked at went up um, in varying degrees of significance, except department stores went down. Mm -hmm. So department stores, it's just a sad story that continues, mm -hmm. I'm afraid. Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm not sure a rebound is going to be, it might look good from last year, but I think it's always going to be important to, to you know, compare things to 2019. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's to America's bigger point, like how is shopping going to change, not just what you're going to buy, but how you're going to shop. And one of the things that I saw you wrote a story on, on on May 17th was the CDC mask updates and what that means for retailers now. So mm. the CDC announces, as you just said, Daphne, you pump gas without a mask. Um, some of the yeah. bigger retailers have announced, I think Walmart announced they don't have to wear masks inside the stores. Wow. Um, what, what, help, help me like understand. Help, help me understand this though, because it's what it's very interesting. This was an, a rule that was also instituted at my gym that I go to, Barbara. And it's like I'm not taking off the mask yet. I'm I'm double vaxxed, as BK says, but I, <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not. I just I'm I'm just used to it now. I don't want to take it off. 
but and it's, it's just kind of, and it's also weird. Like what, so do you assume people who don't, you know, uh, have the mask on their, their double backs? I mean, does someone produce a card? Does, I mean, what, how do you enforce well, any of thing. this? <laughs> and th- this is why this is my miss for, for the show, because the CDC pretty much surprised everybody. I watched the white house briefing on Friday and the Biden administration didn't know that this was happening. So there was not good communication. The governor, some of the governors, like, of course, were pent up. They, they immediately just got rid of their mask mandates. Others didn't. Hawaii is staying super strict. So, um, and so even the retailers, I think it was Walmart, Target, Costco, Trader Joe's, a few others, some are keeping their mask mandates. But even those that are that are saying masks, no more masks needed in stores, it depends on where their store is, because that mayor, that governor might still require a mask. Mm -hmm. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of a mess. And you don't know who's vaxxed or double vaxxed. Right. Um, You don't know walking around a store. No one, you know, and and to the extent you're going to ask people, that's going to be the retail workers getting into those discussions. It's disastrous. Another mess that we finally sort of felt like we got a little bit past. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, I think we jumped ahead of the skis on this one because to me, I just don't see the, I don't see how you roll it out and effectively enforce it in any way that's not going to add more chaos or more problems in the retail environment. What do you think, Barbara? No, I agree. And putting the retailers in the role of policemen again and doing all of this is not a good thing. I think they're going to just try to take a buy, you know, and not uh, Mm -hmm. look the Mm -hmm. other way, which is not necessarily a good thing to do either. Interesting. Especially when their numbers yeah. are starting to get up and thing and people are excited to go shopping. You don't want anything to throw a monkey wrench in. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's interesting. I was li- reading a tweet. Someone made a joke. Like, how can <laughs> the joke was, you know, if someone's walking around without a mask, how do you know if they're vaccinated or not? And the joke was just ask them who they voted for. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. no I, or actually the question was just ask them who won the 2020 election oh who won yeah. the election there you go, <laughs> there you go. but yeah. it, it is a bit of a i mean i, I don't know oh. i mean i i feel like i've normalized it now barbara as a fashion statement it's just like i just wear it all the time and i don't know i i'm not, I'm not even though i'm double backs i don't feel like i, I want to it's kind of part it's part of my habit now it's kind of it's going to be weird to like unmask so to speak uh, you know, when that time comes, when things open up really yeah, to a much more color creative coordinated. I know, right? <laughs> Match my outfits, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I kind of like it too. It's like, you don't, people can't see your face. I mean, you're kind of, it's kind of like, you know, if you're angry, upset, happy, doesn't matter. Everybody's got a mask on, you know, but now we have to come be humans again. So it should be pretty interesting to see how that ties into, you know, various retail and shopping behaviors. Uh, so, Daphne, we only have a few minutes left, but maybe you can tell us um, some of the recent stories you've written. I know you wrote about Ralph Lauren and Club Monaco, giving up Club Monaco. You wrote something about Victoria's Secret. A lot of these are like specialty retail brands. Do you have I mean, I guess there's a story behind each one of them, but mm. do you have some general conclusions given you've looked at this landscape? Yeah. I, you know, the Ralph Lauren one is interesting. A, a lot of people loved Club Monaco. Um, you know, unclear what's going to happen to the brand now. It, it reminds me of Gap also a couple weeks ago sold Intermix. Right, right. And um, another one that, that a certain kind of well-dressed person really loved those brands. Um, I think 
Gap and Ralph Lauren are both probably just trying to regroup and, and stick to their strengths. Um, Ralph Lauren probably with stronger strengths than Gap. Um, Athlet is doing okay, I think. Athlet is taking there. some bold, they're making some bold moves. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. They're, I guess they're going to focus more on Athleta. Um, and what the hell is happening with Victoria's Secret? Yeah, tell us about that brand. I mean, has that brand, is, is it still around? Is it, I mean, have, has it not completely devolved into an, an anti-feminist, just just terrible, you know, kind of a thing here? I mean, it's been rebuked so much. That's Talk a brand that was just so stubbornly tone deaf. It was like, how much louder did did people have to yell me too? Uh, you know, before they ended that angel fashion show and the Glamazon and all of that stuff. Um, they're on the rebound partly because they're selling less. They're just kind of pulling back. They're selling less. They're selling more at full price. Mm-hmm. That's what their rebound looks like right now. Um, closing stores, selling less. It's it's definitely something they had to do and it and they're you know, they're making the profits are better, but I don't know that we can call it a brand that's been rehabilitated yet. No, you know, I went to, I needed some underwear. This is too much information. I know. (laughs) I went to a Victoria's Secret and, and this was in Miami. I don't know if it's different in Miami than elsewhere in the world, but I can just tell you my experience. I walked to the front door of Victoria's Secret and somebody's got a, a clipboard. Now I've shopped at Victoria's Secret many times before, but before I'm allowed in, she goes, do you know if you're wearing the right size bra and I went you know what I really don't care you know it's been working for me all this time but she was like attacking me (laughs) to find out whether or not Uh, I'm wearing the right size bra now it's not clear to me that's good marketing because I gotta tell you I had to figure out a way to get around her to see if I could get into that store wow Uh, so it might be they're trying to sell less sell better you know or try Mm -hmm. to focus on it but it's not clear to me they've gotten the memo from the from the many new rivals that they have that fit is really important fit and comfort going back to athleisure again um and so they've gotten that memo i just not sure that's the way to (laughs) i'm gonna tell you for me that wasn't the right way to do it i could be (laughs) wearing the wrong side and i'm fine with that right Right. Interesting. Nobody That's with a clipboard is going to tell me what's the right size bra I should be wearing. But maybe other people feel differently. I don't know. But anyway, thank you, Daphne, for being here and keeping us up to date on the world of retail. Where can our listeners go to keep up with you and your work? Um, I'm at retaildive.com and you can sign up for a weekly newsletter and make sure we get you get our daily news and our deep dive features. Thanks a lot for being with us again. We're going to take a short break. Oops, sorry. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about marketing at NERCS, which is the largest digital practice for women's health. This is Marketing Matters Business Radio, Sirius XM 132.